Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. One hundred and fifty-six episodes, three years going strong. Happy anniversary. Welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. The Boston Bad Boy, you have finally made it. I'm not putting any confetti out or anything. Why not? There's no cake. There should be a party. No. Listen. You don't have any friends to attend a party. I don't so know. So why would true. I throw a party? I don't know you. if that's true. I, I think I, I have certainly know that's true. I don't know if that. Don't. Even after 300 episodes, you have no idea. That you don't have any friends, and it's a sad thing. It's a three-year anniversary. 300 episodes. It's it's uh, episode 156. You're going to confuse everybody. Don't do that. You're going to confuse everybody. I think your math is off. Oh, my goodness. Folks, we are in celebration mode today. I'm telling you, man. Think about this. Do you know how many podcasts, how many wrestling promotions have come and gone in three years? I would hope this one would go before that. Well, clearly, we're not going anywhere. We don't die. We multiply. Remember that? <laughs> Bebe's Kids. Remember that? Remember that movie? Awesome. No, I don't remember that movie. I was talking to Rudy Boy Gonzalez. Oh, who, how did that go? <laughs> one of our first guests and, and you know, frequent yeah. guests through the years and yes. what have you. He told me he'd never call him again, which, you know, I was... You know what, Rudy? Don't do us any favors. <laughs> how about that? How about that, Rudy? He, listen, he, he said congratulations and all that good stuff there, but he, he's big time. What he is he mad about us. now? Huh? He is always mad about something. I, he's mad about politics. He's mad about the weather. Yeah. He's mad about kids these days. I mean, Rudy, come on. Enough already. I think he's mad at you. Bring it on. You ha- this has been a l- bring you it on. You haven't reached out to Rudy in a long time. Hey, okay. my, my my phone hasn't rung. Well, here's the thing. He started his own podcast. Have you have you offered to be a guest? Absolutely on his show? not. You know why? Why? Because he goes on this podcast. He doesn't start his own podcast. Oh, is that what Who the hell does he think he is? <laughs> Are you just mad? you're mad because he didn't ask you to produce his podcast? That's what it is, isn't it? Because he didn't ask you for any tips. He just did it. He certainly didn't ask you for any tips. Well, because you wouldn't have any to give him. That, well, that's debatable. I don't Can know. I just say something before we get going? What? My favorite headline this week hmm. Pelosi says Trump's involved in a cover up. And I've been saying that for years. And now finally it's on CNN. A big, bold headline. Look at that. Pelosi says Trump involved in a cover up. Is that why I've, we're going to get the shut big down? Time. We're going to get shut hit down the big because time. you're starting trouble with WWE Hall of Famer Donald, Donald Trump. <laughs> Do you realize I'm big time now and you're nothing? Okay. I'm okay with that. I don't think you are. I'm 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 here to to shine my bright light on you, sir. That's what it is. All right. So over okay. the over the 300 episodes that we've done together, it's three years, we've talked about a lot of stuff above and beyond wrestling. Yes. And I want to start this show a little taste of that, just so you know, this is this is something we would do. We don't have to get deep into this. Okay. Okay. But follow me on this one. I'm just going to say this to you, and I just want your reaction. Okay. Harriet Tubman on the twenty dollar bill. Put her on. What's the problem? I agree. Put her on. What the hell is going on Who with cares? this? Why are they picking this fight? Who cares? Why? Wh- wh- if, put the woman on the damn $20 bill. Is she not a historic figure? Well, here's the thing. Andrew Jackson is on the $20 bill. Okay. <laughs> Andrew Jackson, uh, relentless murderer. Yeah. Genocidal president of the United States. We, sh- we need to be able to say that. Absolutely. Killed the Indians. Typhoid blankets. Yep. Native Americans, I'm sorry. And... Uh, 
also a slave owner, as many were. Mm-hmm. We don't even need to go there he was because raging, of the other. Well, raging. because of the other sure. atrocities, we sure. don't even. We can look past the societal norms of the time. Hmm. They say, okay, we're going to put Harriet Tubman on the twenty dollar bill, but we're going to put Andrew Jackson in the back because this country has no balls. No balls. They should put Harriet Tubman on the front, and they should put another. They should put uh, you know Christmas addicts on the back. Why not? Why not? The, the first patriot. Why not? Why not? You know why? What not. Are we, well, I know why. You not. know why not? You know why not? But yeah. what I'm asking now: mm. Why is the president of the United States of America allegedly, allegedly, why is he, why is he picking a fight with this? Because he wants you to know that no matter what, he does not care about anyone but himself. Yeah, but that seems going above and beyond saying I don't care. That's 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 more because it's it's already it was already planned. It sure. was already in the works. Sure. Why are we stopping it now? Because damn it, we can't put a black woman on a, on a, on currency. Is it that which I think there's a hundred percent chance that that's the case? Mm-hmm. I also think there's a hundred percent chance that let's find the most controversial non-issue to crowd the news out of the fact. That Deutsche Bank is releasing my records. Uh, my kid is probably going to get indicted. Um, they're coming after my tax returns, and there's no way I'm going to be able to get out of that. And everything I send to the courts is getting kicked back, even by the people I put there. <laughs> now, if it was anything other than a civil rights icon, I might say, ha, 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 okay, whatever, it's insane. This is doing damage. Significant damage. Absolutely. Absolutely. A black woman. Let's just hit every nerve ending and let's just shit on it like we've done been doing for 100 and 200 years. Seems to be a par for the course for the administration. It just seems yeah. so obviously insane. Yeah. Like no like sense. there's no nothing trying to hide it and at here, all. Here's the, here's the part that kills me. What if you did the opposite and championed it and made it a big deal? Hmm. And tried to take credit and did all that. That's a heel turn. We've been waiting for him to take the heel turn or the face turn, I guess. He refuses to do it. He refuses to do I it. I mean, that's to you me, if I'm, if I'm the reality show alleged president, right, mm. you have to keep the, the show going, right? Yeah. What's up next season? Next season, the he's the good guy. Absolutely. Look at what Reagan did. Right? There you go. Look at what Reagan did. He walked in taking credit for somebody else's work. <laughs> right? A peanut farmer. Took credit for his work. No bullets fired during the Carter administration. Reagan stepped in, took credit. Beautiful. It was smart. Trump comes in, does the same thing. Yeah. Goes too far. Though. Goes too far. Has yeah. to go too far. Yeah. And here's the one thing. I'll just go back to the headline, my favorite headline this week. Hmm. I Tell me, you've worked in many different aspects of the, of the world. Would Nancy Pelosi be publicly quoted in saying Trump is involved in a cover-up if she didn't have... The guts to back the the, the 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 evidence to back it up. She's daring him to say prove it. Right. Right? Right? She's daring him to say Because she prove doesn't want to come out there and she would in her political career, she can't come out and say something yep. that's just slanderous. Yep. She can't. She wants to look like she's reluctant. The reluctant you pushed leader. me to you say push me too far. I have to right. do and this. I have to say it. I have to save the the country. Yes. Sure. I think she's trying to give him enough rope to let him hang himself. Mm. That's why she's saying go slow on the impeachment yep. because you just it's just going to get to the point where it's terminal velocity and they don't have to do much. Is this the biggest pro wrestling storyline going? <sighs> Absolutely. 
It's got to be. If it comes out that this has all been scripted, I, I believe it. Hmm. I believe it. Because it's too insane. Well, it's like we're living in a. It's like one of those television shows where at the end it's all a dream. Sure. We're all living inside of Vince McMahon's sure. fever dream. Yeah, yeah. Like we're be. living inside an AI mm. that was constructed by the WWE, where one of they randomly selected someone from the roster. It would happen to be all right, Trump. Sure, let's go. And then here we are. Here we are. So who's next? Do you would you elect a, a pro wrestler, president of the United States? Well, we have. But would you do it again? Um. Again, I don't see why. I mean, there have been pro wrestlers that have been successful politicians. Sure. sure. Whether you agree with them or not, they've had success. Sure. Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with anything, really. Like well, their career pre. People who are connected to Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah, that's the thing that scares me <laughs> more Is than anything. Is he really the puppet master here? Well, Is I, Vince McMahon the, the true leader of the world? I know you'd like to think that. I don't think it's that much of a They're conspiracy. in Saudi Arabia this weekend, you know. <laughs> Actually, Friday. <laughs> Funny how that That's happens, when the event is happening. I think that, um, yeah, I, I, it's it's an amazing coincidence. Vince is part of it all. And you know he's riding four straight years of record profits. And the next five years are going to be the same. I don't know. It's just crazy enough to be true. Like, it could, would go down. Like, if he was one of Trump's advisors, I'd believe it. You know, I'd be like, Who oh, says he's, he's not. Well, like an official in an official capacity, sure, I would sure. believe it and say, okay, well, maybe there's. Well, his wife was on. It was in the administration because you know Trump's a guy that wants ratings. Yeah. So who's he going to call? Some guy whose job is to try and get them, and who has been doing it for years to try and come up with clever and insane ways. Yeah. To change the storyline, it's, it's all worked. about misdirection, and it's worked. Like if he says, like I could see this Harriet Tubman thing coming from the the brains of WWE. Absolutely. Like, hey, uh, Vince, it's Donald. Listen, things are going badly for me. I think I need something. I need well, 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 Mr. President. I got it. I got it. Huh. You, you take the Harriet Tubman thing, which no one really—it's just on track. Yeah. And you just come out against it for no reason. I thought it was already done. I thought it was a done deal. Why I would they, they were stop printing it? it? Why would they stop it? Unbelievable. It's so insane, and in the end of the day, it doesn't bother anybody because in Vince's mind, it doesn't mean anything. But sure, sure. Because at the end of the day, who gives a fuck who's on the bill? Yeah. Most people don't know who's on the no. bill. And at the end of the day, it's not that important, but it is important if when you put it in the context of history. Absolutely. So that's why this is dangerous and yeah. murky and gross. Yeah, agreed. Um, it's pro wrestling. Yeah. And I, I just think that, um, you know, here we are at 300 episodes. And how many more episodes will it take before the three Trump years. nightmare is over? It's three years. Episode 156. Get on track here. All right. You know, wait, have we been doing this show entirely within the Trump presidency? Maybe when Trump goes away, this show goes away. No, that's not true. It's something to look forward to. We started to. under Obama. Don't try your, your nonsense. Don't blame Obama. What? I'm blaming <laughs> Obama. <laughs> Listen, AEW. Okay. They signed with TNT. All right. It's a done deal. Okay. They're coming. All right. So this guy, who used to be with the WWE, right? Neville. The one who said, I'm not showing up to work anymore. I don't want to work here anymore. Sure. And sat out, and then they finally just That's what I'm going to do, by the way, to you. You've been doing that. And it's been been very rude. It's been very rude. When I I just Uh, signed a podcasting agreement with TNT. Get the heck out of here. So Neville signs a deal with AEW, right? He's been advertised. He's on the side of the MGM Grand in in Las Vegas because he's going to be in a match. Then he says, well, I'm the champion of this other promotion in Japan. Mm -hmm. They don't want their champion to lose. Mm. So I can't lose. Can you imagine this guy's going to tell the company, I can't lose? Well, I mean, it's all part of the business, isn't it? No. You're not bigger than the business. There are some people mm. out there who pull this crap. And you know who you are, by the way. 
You don't tell the promoter you're not going to lose. You do what they tell you to do because you're getting paid. You mean to tell me that a guy like The Undertaker wasn't telling them what he wants to do after all his years in the business and all his, his the level of his popularity? Let me tell you something. Neville, or he calls himself Pac now. Pac is a lot of things. He ain't The Undertaker, baby. Pac? Like a Pac on your house? Like, like Tupac. <laughs> Pac. <laughs> he ain't The Undertaker. You know, maybe you they get right a hologram now. to wrestle, and the hologram won't lose, like the Tupac hologram. That could be it. And he do, he doesn't lose, but the hologram can lose. How come we've not done a hologram uh, wrestler, a wrestler whose gimmick is that he's a hologram? It's happened, but no one else believes not him. To that. Not, not but like to that no one degree. else believes him. Sure, sure. I just don't understand who who somebody you're going to tell people you're not going to lose. Who are you? Who are you? I tell you every week I'm not going to do this show. Yeah, and you you keep roping me back here in. Here you are. You know. It's the 20-year anniversary. Of this show? No. Of the passing of Owen Hart. Ah. He was hooked up to a harness. This is this is such a ridiculous, even to this day, it's such a ridiculous Yeah. Thing. Something happened. He dropped it's, in the ring. Done. You know, you know what it is? It's, it's, like, it's like the last hangover of the old circus act. Mm. Like they were still flying by the seat of their pants with safety and all that stuff. Could you imagine that happening today? Oh, my God. Please. It'd probably put them out of business. Yeah, that would not be pretty. They're public now, so right. that's a whole other story. Right. That. Oof. I was actually watching. There's a new documentary about the history of the circus in America, mm. and I haven't gotten all the way through it, but it's WWE top to bottom. Sure. Sure. And PT Barnum and the three ring circus and the development of all that stuff, the big top and all this. It doesn't exist anymore in this country. No. Well, they got rid of all the animals. But it does exist as as wrestling. I think it's evolved into professional wrestling. Okay. It's the closest thing you're going to get to the circus. Okay. And I think that they're still running it like a circus in many cases, and they're not running it as a proper business because Vince is just, he's lost it. Take it easy. People are making more money today than they've ever made before. Yeah. And be- but how close are we to another Owen Hart? Really? I, I, think, I think we're closer than people know. I hope not. Between the CTE that goes untreated mm. and any hit could be, you know, could be, Someone could die in the ring. We don't know the condition of these guys. We only know what's released. You know, somebody just did, actually. Silver King. But that happened in Mexico. But still, there you go. You don't know the condition of this. How many hit, Is it five hits that gets them? Is it the sixth one that gets them? Is it the 20th? We don't know these things. Mm. And they're still rolling the dice on all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Silver King had a heart attack during a match. Mm. And the referee didn't do anything. I don't well, think what do you they, want him to they, do? They, they, they realize he stopped moving. His opponent rolls him over somehow to Guerrero, and pins him, celebrates, leaves the ring, comes back in, celebrates again, leaves the ring again. They think it's a whole bit. And the referee is just standing there. Well, they don't know it's a, not a work. The man, dead. Wow. Completely. And they just... But isn't that how they all want to go out? Well, I should hope not. In the ring. Well, they all want to go out in the ring, don't I know they? a lot of people, yeah. I sure. mean, that's really... Well, that's what they say, at least. Sure. Sure. But what's wrong with the ref that he doesn't realize that one of his guys is not responding? Well, again, the ref is not really a ref. We know this. No, but he's there to help. Well, James, obviously, James Beard had a problem. Listen, with that. I got to say, I think that if it was an organization like WWE, yeah. where it's all very planned out, oh, they, jump we all right know, on they would yeah. know right away. Yeah, they jump right on it, of course. Um, but of course. what if that happens in the middle of a live televised live event? You shut it down. How you does that stop. work, though? But how does that work? That's not a business plan you for them. You flip to something that's pre-recorded, or you go to commercial, you figure yeah, it out. Obviously, but, but it's it out. Yeah, obviously, but it's a disaster. And it's you know what? Social media, chink, 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 it's going right people out. People get hurt all the time. That's no, I'm talking new. dead. Yeah. Dead is not well, dead is a happened. whole other level. Owen Hart, it happened. 
But again, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Imagine that now. Mm. That picture is everywhere. They cannot get away from it. Mm. They can't change the narrative. It's all about how you handle it. Did you do yeah, the right, right thing? Exactly right. But Did even right still, thing? even still, they yeah. could have a Medvac land on the middle of the ring in three seconds. Mm. Doesn't matter. Mm. Because when it comes down to the guy took one too many hits, when the guy's harness wasn't clipped the right way, when someone forgot to do what they're supposed to do, bad news. It's bad news. Bad news. Everybody wants someone. <clears throat> everyone wants to see the spectacle of someone dying in the ring. Mm. People don't want to live with that fact. Hell no. Please. They don't want to say they have said it. After they've seen it, they don't want to say it. Don't do that. It. Please. Yeah, and l- let's move off of that. They just came out with a new title, which is an offshoot of an old title. Okay. The 24-7 championship. Is that the really ugly belt? Oh, no. Are you going to do this? Well, I just saw. It's a beautiful belt. Stop I that. saw an ugly belt referenced from the past and now an uglier belt referenced don't currently. Don't do that. I, well, it, looks, know, it kind of looks like Legos. You say you don't watch, but then here you are. Listen, I know. Right? Listen, I don't have to watch to know everything. Oh, okay. I know everything. Okay. Well, here's the concept: the belt can be defended 24 hours a day, anywhere, as long as there's a ref around. <laughs> so, like, if, if if somebody was doing an interview right now, yeah. if you had a referee, you could pin them, and you'd be the champion. I like that it's idea. Brilliant. How do we get the belt in your it's hands so I can kick your ass and take that belt from well, you? Who says you could? What are you talking about? Listen, I know someone who could act as a ref. Oh, you yeah? better watch out. I'll it could bring, happen anytime. Your lunch break, when you're on the tee, it can happen. I'll bring Bob back when back in here to fix you. How do you, so know, you he's know. Not, he's, maybe he's on my payroll. No. Maybe he's my ref I brought in. He's the ref. <laughs> he's the one who's going to do it, right, and give you the belt. That's right. Gee, so WWE's going back to Saudi Arabia. They're going to be oh, there don't this even, Friday. Get, get out of here with this bullshit. Here's their advertisement. Just as good, if not better, than WrestleMania. Now with 80% less women. Yeah. That's what it should say. Yeah. Now... With 90% less promotion of rights. Stop it. Now with 100% less freedom. Stop it. You have to stop giving them a hard time. You know, I got to say, is this how you make America great, Vince McMahon? If you're behind this whole ploy, if you're buddies with Trump. Stop it. Putting women, second-class citizens. He's going to pay them. Get the hell out of here. He's going to pay them. Money doesn't matter. It should. You know... When they built the Transcontinental Railroad, which just had a recent um, anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, 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 an achievement, an American achievement, built on essentially slave labor, True. the the Asians mm-hmm. brought to this country as indentured servants. They were technically paid. Mm. That was no kind of life. It's essentially what you're saying to these women. Well, you're paid, even though we're treating you like garbage. You get paid. It's not about the money. Stop it. It's not about the money. We're it's not about legacy. We're not disrespect Vince McMahon on our three-year anniversary show. Vince McMahon is once again putting people in untenable positions, and they have nothing they can say about it, really, if, unless they they don't they want to lose their job. Listen, I had to work It's a manipulation hard. right out in the open, which is amazing, which is Trump. It's a, it's a manipulation right out in the open. Stop it. I had to work hard to get back on Vince's good side after all the bad will that you Vince caused. doesn't know you. Okay. So he's, you he's stop a very good friend time. of mine. All right, so just take it easy is what I'm saying. So listen, we, we've been on the on the air for three years. 300 episodes. 156. And we've had some great guests, mm. right? Think about all the guests we've had. We've had some pretty awful guests, too. Okay. I'm not going to name any of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, what was your favorite interview? 
Wow. My favorite interview? Out of all the ones we've had, we've had amazing. We've had Manny Fernandez who talked about blowing people up and telling Vince McMahon to go after That's himself. true. That was a good one. <laughs> we had Susan Tex Green who talked about getting stabbed. Tex is great because that is such a story of wrestling. Yep. She was the first openly gay uh, right. female wrestler. And yeah, all the, it, and all it ticks that. so many boxes. There. That was a long interview. And that was a long interview. interview. That was and, a very uh, long interview we did. Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. I have to say it's my favorite interview because I was put into a move by a professional chicken wrestler. Wing. Yeah, chicken. Like I, I experienced it in a way that you never have. No, and I'm in a not, way that I'm not going to piss Bob Backlund yeah. off to the point where he's got to hem yeah. me up like. And that. Uh, no, I think that was probably my favorite because I survived. Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Yeah, because he was. Yeah, we had him in studio. It's not often we get someone in studio. Sure. Sure. Uh, into the secret location. Sure. Um, and no, I thought that was good. Tex was great. Um, trying to think. The Valhalla Club guys were good. Oh my God! Did you see the Klepper Klepper show? I saw some clips oh of it. Yeah, my God! I got I got to go back and watch the whole thing. You know, we've been with those guys every step of the way. Yeah, and it is just tremendous to see the world embrace them. Right, including the army. The army has been using them right to pump themselves up, which is really interesting because you know they had to go to pro wrestling. Duke of Dorchester. Help. That's my favorite. Pete Darty is my favorite. Yeah, absolutely, hundred. You know, I, I always have enjoyed. The begrudging appearance of Peter Vesey. He's Be- coming back because he's he's coming he, back for the NBA he, Finals. He hates you so much. He's coming back for the NBA he Finals, and he's going to tell me about how much he hates. He me. He hates you so much. Yes, Peter Vesey, the NBA Hall of Famer. <laughs> yes, and that's why I like when he comes on this show because I get to sit back and just. There's only really one man that's ever on the show that hates you more than I do, and it's him, and that's why I love it. He's probably going to be on, if not next week, the week after, <laughs> to talk about the NBA Finals. That's yeah, what we've been holding out for. But yeah, Vesey, does anyone really care about the NBA Finals? Everyone does. It's awesome. I'm in, we're in a hockey mode here in Boston. Yeah, I'm, speak for yourself. You know, my mom's a big hockey fan. She should be. She loves. She's Patrice a smart Bergeron. woman. I got her an autographed puck before. Bergeron. Really? What have you gotten for me? Nothing. Nothing. You've, you've done nothing I've, for I've me. I've done everything for you. I've made you a star. You're a star. So, so your favorite is everybody, basically. Well, no, I, I say Backlund's great because that was a we got a good pictures. We got sure. it was a fun. It was fun. Sure, uh, Rudy definitely at the bottom of the list. Anytime he's been, <laughs> you hear on, that, Rudy? Uh, he's at the bottom of the list. Wow. Uh, who was um, who am I thinking of? Was it uh, uh, Tommy uh, Wildfire? Oh, Wildfire Rich. Wild, yeah. Wildfire Rich. He was another crazy one. Cr- com- oh couldn't God. understand a word he was saying. Yeah, he's great. And who's the other guy that was always Steve Do It to a Cox? Steve Do It again. One of our early. Our early assignments. We got to get Steve back, just Boy. because he's just, crazy. Just crazy. Yeah. Total. Total. Yeah. Total crazy. Uh, we've had some good people on that have really shared a lot of human things, really, Absolutely. and had some really good conversations. We've dealt, and, and you know, it's not a cliche. We've dealt with sexism, racism, uh, PTSD, drug addiction, mm-hmm. uh, domestic violence, classism, big veto. Talking about, oh my God. Talking about CTE, as we yeah. talked about before. Yeah, and, and I know Vito, he'll be back on real soon, too, because he uh, has a lot to talk about. People with real passion. Yeah. And I, it's yeah. it's amazing to me that these are larger-than-life people, and they're in the ring. They're mm-hmm. screaming, running around, doing this, doing that. You know, Tex is a great example. Even at her age, she'd kill you or I in the ring. Absolutely. Because she knows what she's doing. Sure, sure. Um, but she was just a pleasure to talk to. Endearing. And just... Yeah. A normal, down to earth person who's been through some shit, mm. and you know, and 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 has some great insight as a result. So, yeah, we've we've had some highlights, we've had some lowlights, <coughs> Rudy, and um, but we've made it to 300 episodes, and I'm so happy about that. So, it's the I hope we have, I hope we have somebody uh, on the show worthy 
of uh, my time today. Well, whatever. But I, I just want to say that one of the things that we get called out about the most, other than you being rude, is the genius I bring. Okay. You can, well, are you bringing in a little like a check? Do you it's have a check you're going to give me? The intelligent way that we approach our interviews and the discussions that we have. And I just want to say, you're welcome. Oh, please. Please. And also our ability to get people who may have done interviews elsewhere to open up in a manner and share things that they really aren't sharing anywhere else. Yeah. Which is not easy to do. I mean, you're a Howard Stern fan. Sure. You love Howard Stern. Howard's a genius. Right? When it comes to interviews, I'd say, at sure. least when it comes to interviews. He gets people to talk about things right. that you don't hear them talk about. Are you about saying that I am like Howard Stern of podcasting? Oh, anything. that is the nicest <laughs> Give thing. Give me a break. Finally, you've, you've, Give me uh, a break. you've acknowledged my greatness. Well, to, to our listeners, we, we just, again, we thank you for being on this journey with us. It, it, it truly is a, a pleasure to uh, do this show and share information with you each week. It's not always a pleasure to look at the Boston bad boy. You should be so lucky to cast your gaze upon my visage. Oh, give me a break. That's why I don't like to look at you when I do this. Anyway, but we're not going to stop. We got plenty more coming, and in fact... Wait, wait, wait. I thought we were stopping. We're not stopping. What are we stopping for? We're just getting started. Do you understand how many amazing guests there are are out there that we can that still... That don't want to talk to you? Yes. <laughs> they all want to talk to me. Okay? Uh, nobody wants to talk to you. You know... Uh-oh. You know another of my favorite guests to have on? Who? Because they hate you. Who? Babam. Oh God. We haven't guy. had Babam on in a while. I know. We should get talk Bob about back your on. your horrible skills at yeah. gaming. Well. You know, and I still owe Babam another match because he's a, but he's a cheater. No, so, you lost that fair and square. He's a cheater. No, you lost that fair and square. Which is why And he, it was excruciating and I'm never doing that again. Uh-huh. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. You did a good job. Yeah, but I'm never doing it. You can't pay me enough. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's fine. The other guy did better than you. He carried you the whole time anyway. Uh, Trust me, I know how that feels. I carry you the whole time during this show. Give me a break. Give me a break. But we're not going to stop. We've got plenty of great guests coming up and, you know, some of our favorites. Lavelle Porter, some of our favorites. Yeah, where has he been? He's been around. You know, he's busy posting a lot of dad jokes on Facebook. I know. He's going to get his act together. He's launched his own website. Black Rabbit. Yeah, he thinks he's better than us now. I know. I know. He, he really is. does. Though. He does. He really does. Yeah. You know, Old Man Wade, all these. You know, we've been the launching point for a lot of people. Boy, no one actually successful, but a lot of people. A lot of people. Well, no, they've <laughs> gone on. You know, the the um, progressive liberal. Yeah. They become big stars after being on this show. I'm telling you. Does he he should do the heel turn and become a Trump guy now. Can you imagine? That would be the thing. This is where you That's go. a natural way. Or he goes like libertarian. <laughs> we should tell <laughs> and him And just that. mess with everybody. We should tell him that. Uh, progressive liberal, if you're hearing this right now, I trademarked that. You can't use it now. Oh, if you use that, I'll sue you. you. That's I'm how you stick you. it to him. I'm going to sue you. You know, there's a guy, t- before we get to our guest, because we've got a great guest that we need to get on the line, Tony Batista. He, he's a kid out of Texas. Uh, he's in the military. All right. He's been mouthing off, talking about me. Good. In a manner that's unacceptable. No, I think it's, to- I totally sanction that. He Whatever it interview- is, I don't even know what he said, but I sanction it. He did an interview somewhere else where he didn't mention my name, but he, we knew he was talking about no. me. I just want to tell him, you would a dippity do in his hair, a little pretty boy. I will find somebody to mess you up. Mm. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. I don't care who you think you are. Okay? There's a reason why I've been around for three years, pal. You're a sick individual. I know Al Snow. I know Big Vito. You know what's funny? It's 300 episodes, not three years. It's been three years. What's wrong with you? Don't make me send some. I sent Rodney Mack down there. He didn't get the job done, but that's okay. I'll send somebody else. (laughs) I'll send somebody else. I don't care he's been in the military. Don't play with me. All right. That's what I'm saying. 
I think you're losing it. Okay. I think you're Three years. It. I've assembled some power in this place. Who do we have on the line? Can we move on, please? All right. We, we, let's get our, our boy Reed on the line here. Hello. The Black Burt Sugar. We're talking about the man from Pugilism Company, the one, the only, Sean Reed. Reed, how you doing, brother? Brother Duke, what is going on? Ah, same soup, just reheated. Listen, the Boston bad boy decided to show up to work today. And also known as the White Muhammad Ali. <laughs> just thought you'd you just thought the I'd have White a... Muhammad <laughs> Ali. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, especially when the Duke is around. Oh. He needs to be straightened out. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Excuse the background noise. I'm getting into my Jeep now, gentlemen. Oh, a fellow Jeep driver. Yeah. You know, yeah. a real man. A real man, dude. Wow. Not like you driving your Camry or whatever it is. You hear, listen, Reed, don't let him talk about me like that now. <laughs> hey, it's y'all's anniversary. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Three Thank years. you for bringing Three it up. Three years on the air. Y'all are my favorite uh, dysfunctional marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's are we not a the odd couple? We wear <laughs> the oddest of odd couples. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Now, Reed, you, you've been Ebony. on... Let's Ebony and Ivory living <laughs> in uh, imperfect harmony. You know, That's we're right. going to sing that at the end of the show. I have all See, the music and the to. lyrics. Oh, my God. Oh my we God. need to. Give me a break. I, hey, I'm, I'm real talk. One of my dearest friends is six six, like 300 pound redneck cowboy dude. <laughs> and me and him sang Ebony and Ivory <laughs> one time at, at a. Uh, at a drunken Christmas party for our job. Unbelievable. That's amazing. And you know what? There's actually, at my office, uh, there is a talent show they're doing in a couple of weeks, and maybe I'll bring the Duke in uh, to do Ebony and Ivory. I'll maybe dress not. like Paul McCartney. You can dress like Michael Jackson. Maybe not. Maybe not. You for know, real, nothing, nothing lightens the room. Or the <laughs> brother, you know, brother and then a white right. guy doing that. Why That's not? Right. What's wrong with it? You know, the, the closest we got to that, Reed, is I, I took him out for some yak, and I even gave him a, a black and mild as well. Oh, so and I, I never recovered. Him. My life has never been the same. That's a true story. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you can only imagine how, how well he stood up after that. Woo. My guys, my guys. Damn right. Damn right. So, listen, we were just watching the, the, the replay of that knockout herd around the world. Uh, so I had to talk to my man Reed and find out what the heck happened to your boy Brazil that the bronze bomber was able to clean his clock like that. Um, just being honest, this fight was built more on the backstory than Brazil's chances. Brazil is a credible opponent. He was a 2012 Olympian, I believe. His only other loss coming into the fight, the Wilder fight, was to Anthony Joshua in like the seventh round, I believe, seventh round stoppage. And with Fury Wilder 2 falling apart, the next best move on not not quite short notice, but shorter notice was Brazil. Uh, him and Wilder had an altercation. It was back in Alabama. That's where Wilder's from. So Brazil was on a Wilder undercard. Apparently he was barking around town about Wilder. So Wilder and some of his guys showed up at the hotel. Brazil was at the hotel after the fight with his wife and kids, and some words were exchanged. So beef formed from there. And right then and there, oh, these guys hate each other. Let's go ahead and put them, let's put them in the ring since we can't get Fury Wilder, too. Now, I knew, I knew Wilder would stop him. But to say that I saw what I saw coming, I'd be lying. Like a first-round knockout, one punch, like just that dramatic. I, I didn't see that coming for sure. Now, he was setting up that right hand 
pretty much the, the the whole round there, though, right? I mean, it, it, it was, there was a lot of, of left jab, left jab, and then he, he kind of showed it a few times, uh, and it, it worked. But it wasn't until Brazil punched him in the back of the head, that illegal hit, that's when it just seems like uh, Wilder just lost it on him. Yeah, he, uh, he kind of woke him up. And really, that's all Wilder has is the jab. Like you said, the jab, the right hand. And if, if the right hand doesn't do damage, then he follows with the left hook. He's a very basic fighter, and his technique is poor. You know, we've discussed this before in the past, just how boxing purists, they hate, they begrudgingly give him credit. <clears throat> but my thing is now, and I was one of those, but I'm like, look, at the end of the day, combat sports is about results. I don't care how you got to 41-0 and 0 with 40 KOs. You're 41-0 and 0 with 40 KOs. Let's not sweat the technique. Hmm. Let's look at the result. You know, I, I would... His result, you, you can't argue with the results. And apart from the draw with Fury, he's virtually flawless while looking very imperfect. Well, I got to say the sound created when he knocked that guy out was unbelievable. I have the sound. Let, just take a quick listen to this for, for those who have, may have missed it. with him and that sound is is just unmistakably loud. You don't often hear it that far. It from sounds a, from like a, a bat hitting a, a frozen bat hitting a piece of meat. Just boom, <laughs> thought it. I mean, right. goodness. And again, like you and said, way, it, it, it doesn't matter about it, his technique. Just it, he got the job done. It, when he connects, like even in slow motion, just the way you see Brazil's head go from his left shoulder and his his own chin hits his own right shoulder. That's how much force was behind Wilder's right hand as it collided with Brazil's face. Like it was <laughs> it was all inspired. I don't even want to fist buff that dude. I don't even want to shake his hand. <laughs> right, just in case. <laughs> I don't want to say cuff the brother, but I don't I don't want your hands nowhere near me dude, right now. <laughs> let's just let's just head nod from a safe distance. And he kinda yeah, came in uh, he, he kinda came in over the top on that one. It, it, it sort of like you said. If you look at it real quick, it's not so precise necessarily, but it lands. In this case, it helped him. Brazil is six foot seven and was a stationary target. Mm -hmm. Tyson Fury six nine, but Tyson Fury would have pulled back, ducked under. You know, he mm -hmm. wouldn't have just been sitting there looking <laughs> as the right hand was approaching. Okay. In He's slow a motion, higher caliber fighter, right, higher caliber right. fighter than Brazil. Uh, Reed, what was the controversy? Uh, about a week before the fight, where Wilder did an interview and, and he said some things that really, I mean, literally, the, you know, the, the boxing community had to come out with a statement over what Wilder said leading up to the fight. Uh, it traces back to the beef that I told you about earlier. So with that, uh, Wilder said, you know, he, he kind of goes to a dark place in the buildups to his fights, especially if he has any degree of backstory with the dude in this particular case with wilder he was saying hey y'all know i may just catch a body this one i've been telling y'all i've been wanting to catch a body before my career is over with then he was saying brazil better not have his kids at ringside you know or else they <laughs> see their father die yeah, he he went to a very dark i would say unnecessary place but with my matchmaking background and writing I've learned that to get to that ring and fight someone, it's a very personal and unique experience. So just because I I would say that in the buildup of a fight. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe Mr. Bad Boy wouldn't. No, I said that in the buildup so to this podcast. I tell Duke <laughs> to tell his friends and family he may not survive it. I hope. 
hope I, I make, get the body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I say you might want to call your mother one last time because you might not survive this podcast. Happy anniversary! This is why I love y'all. Unbelievable. Oh my god! Unbelievable. What, what, what did I you... was gonna say? Like Mike Tyson has went to a dark place. Oh yeah, yeah. He said, "Oh, eat your Durant kids." Is going to dark place. Like we, it's not a lot, but we've had fighters who will go to that dark place. I don't condone it, but the the end the end the end of the day, it's about the result. And some of these guys, like Wilder's a goofy, jovial dude. I think he kind of needs to get into this asshole mode, for lack of a better term. He has to go to this dark place to fight the way he fights. Mm. That's, I don't know, that's that's my rationale for it, but that's to, to answer your question, Duke, that was what the whole, uh, all the controversy was coming into the fight. Well, it was interesting, because he said, you know, a man is, is going to, he said boxing is the only sport where you could kill a man and get away with it. Before right, the fight, yeah. he said that. I, I won't even go to jail. I'm like, I won't even yeah, go to jail. I mean, wow. But then afterwards, right, but he said, hey. We want to say that, and yeah. we see deaths, or we see near deaths, at least once, twice a year in boxing. Do we? Do, and I know. here's what I know. If Wilder did catch a body, he wouldn't be the same. Yeah. And there were fighters who killed men in the ring who all spoke up like, hey, I kind of know what he's trying to say. He just doesn't realize what it is to be on the other side of that. He'll, I hope he stops saying that before his fights because he'll regret it if he's talking like that before a fight and then actually kills that guy. He'll never be able to live with himself. But ironically, in a way, that's why people watch boxing, because someone might die. There's not many things, There are not many things in our life, like, and this, I'm not going to go too historical here, but back in the day, 100 years ago, there was a lot of death around. People were dying of all kinds of rudimentary, idiotic things. You know what I mean? Machinery accidents and, you know, people died of the flu on a regular basis. And it, it, now, I mean, at least in America, we live in a pretty scrubbed society where, you know, it's, it's like the Roman games. We, we live in a comfortable life. We want to see someone maybe die. So it only makes sense that the, the publicity pushes then to the next level. And the, the boxers themselves feel like, well, i got to take it to the next level and, and, and talk about how I might kill this guy. Which, again, the reality of that is, is a stark difference than talking about it. Mm. Right. Like, uh, uh, me as an avid watcher, <clears throat> I know he doesn't mean it the way he's saying it. But to a casual viewer, maybe you, you just click right. on ESPN and that's your introduction <laughs> right. to Deontay Wilder. Like, I totally get both sides of it. I totally do. You know, we had a guy, and, and you brought up his name, Tyson Fury, who fought Wilder and, and, and Wilder completely knocked him out and then when Fury's head hit the mat it, it almost it, it woke him up and he was able to get up and survive that match that's the only blemish on Wilder's record where that was a draw uh Fury did an interview on ESPN with, with Stephen A. Smith and, and the folks there on first take where he stated that the reason why he and Wilder haven't fought again is because that fight that Wilder just did on Showtime it didn't have enough viewers and if we're going to fight, let's make it a big money match. Let's do it on pay-per-view, do it right, what have you. What's going on here? I mean, in, in, in your opinion, I, I know uh, Tyson Fury, I believe he just signed with – did he sign with ESPN? Does he have a deal exclusively with yes. them? I can, I can cut straight to the chase, not taking any sides. I'm just giving you factual, easily verifiable information. So uh, I believe the fight was Mar- uh, May 18th, I believe, last Saturday. That same date, when uh, Wilder fought Brazil, contractually he had sent a, he had uh, 
sent a deal to Tyson Fury for that date. For the first fight with Fury, uh, I believe Wilder got uh, Fury got like fifty-three or forty-three percent of the purse, which made means Wilder got the extra portion on the other end. So Wilder got the lion's share of the purse for the first fight. He sent Fury a contract fifty-fifty for a rematch on on which would have been last Saturday. Fury sat on that contract for anywhere from five to six days. And then out of nowhere, <clears throat> it's announced he signed a five-year, 120-whatever-million-dollar deal with Bob Arum, who uh, has the contract with ESPN. Mm. What I know about boxing business, after seeing the first Wilder Fury fight, Bob Arum, he made a smart business move. He cut his competitor, which is premier boxing champions, who put on Fury Wilder one, he cock blocked their rematch, their biggest heavyweight fight to make, and he signed Fury to a deal. That's what that was about. So Fury, he, he's kind of talking around the issue. He could have still not signed the ESPN contract. I'm not saying he was scared of Wilder. I mean, you just saw he was in the ring with the guy, and to me, he beat him. Yeah, but same. at the same time, he didn't have to sign that contract necessarily, and he could have fought Wilder which would have been last Saturday had he wanted to. So do you do you see do you see that fight happening anytime soon? I mean, that's you the know, fight no, that everybody needs to they'll see. Fight. They'll fight again. Bob Aaron wants to get in on it. Uh for Fury's sake, I mean, it wouldn't hurt him to have a couple more fights. I think he would want to fight Anthony Joshua first though. Anthony Joshua's fighting June first. Mm. I think Fury would want to fight him first and then go after Wilder again. Wilder's got that I mean, he's the least skilled dude. He's been boxing the least amount of time, but he's the heaviest hitter. He's that guy you just don't want to get hit by. He's the biggest threat in that way. He has the biggest one-punch chance of beating any of them. And even Fury, having gotten a draw with him, can attest to that. Mm. Well stated. We're talking to uh, Reed from Pugilism Company, the combat sports uh, wrestling website. It's on YouTube as well. Really great stuff here. Re, let, let, let's switch speeds for a second. UFC. UFC signed a deal with ESPN, and ESPN has put the UFC content on their ESPN Plus platform, which is a streaming platform. Is that right. hurting ESPN? Well, excuse me, I, I take that back. Is that hurting UFC? Because now they're in a situation where there's actually less UFC content on cable television, unlike the deal that they had with uh, Fox Sports 1, where there was just an abundance of UFC content on FS1, and, and you could find that anytime, any, any any place. Now you have a situation where you literally have to go to the streaming site just to get any, any UFC content. Ironically, Duke, <clears throat> the same ESPN Plus app, Bob Arum, who I just mentioned, he runs the boxing side of that. Hmm. So Fury's a part of that. Fury's next fight will be on that ESPN Plus app that you just mentioned. Unbelievable. I see just I see ESPN, and I think they're owned by Disney, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. I see them just making a big-time power move on combat sports in general because I'm hearing there's another streaming service called The Zone. It's more of a European-based, but they launched boxing – towards the end of last year, and they're already having difficulties. 
And there's a chance they may have to sell their American boxing arm of the zone to ESPN. So it's looking like Disney's trying to just compile everything into one big, almost like a WWE, like when Vince just sucked up all the rival promotions. Hey, NWA, you come over here, WCW, AWA. He just sucked them all up. It almost seems like that's what ESPN, by way of Disney, is doing. I agree, I agree with you. There's fewer UFC fights available. But at the same time, the Fox network that they were on, they just didn't have the availability mm-hmm. to show it. I mean, they had they had uh, an overabundance of availability is what I'm saying. They had like they had to show something. So they by by virtue of that, UFC was benefiting and had all of their countdown shows and greatest KOs and Greatest finishes, all those type of shows could be featured along with the countdown shows. It'll help them in the long run, but I agree with you. It has been kind of a slow start for them. You know, I, I think, I think. well, is it possible, I guess I should frame it as a question, that we have hit peak UFC? And that's a move by ESPN and company to realize, okay, you know, we don't, we, we maybe we're a little oversaturated. Let's try and put a little velvet rope on this and try and bring it back to sort of, the exclusive content that it once was. Here's the problem. ESP, uh, UFC, they, they overmatched their guys. Mm-hmm. Boxing has been criticized. Oh, there's too many belts. Mm-hmm. The best don't always fight the best. That's kind of what the UFC built themselves on. Right. And it worked. But once you have established stars, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for the, for the sake of your business, you can't continue to match your top stars in the against the toughest possible person fight after fight after fight after fight after fight. Right. You just can't do that. It's not sustainable. So let's say you have four fights in a calendar year. Okay, yeah, two of them need to be against badasses. Two of them need to be 50-50 fights where we're not sure who's going to win this fight. The UFC, they got so caught up. Like, look at Ronda. So Ronda gets beat by Holly Holm. She takes some time off. Her first fight back is really against Amanda Nunez. Like, really? Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Like, really? They didn't protect her. Uh, they're letting Conor McGregor make his own decisions. He, yeah, he came back and beat uh, Diaz in the rematch, but he never should have fought Diaz in the first place. Hmm. That should never happen. You move up 11 pounds or move up 15 pounds on 11 days notice, and fight a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist, hmm. and then you lost. That should have never happened. He should have never came back from not fought anybody in the octagon in two years, and then you're fighting Khabib, who's hmm. undefeated. Like, they got to save him from himself. He should have taken a tune-up fight to make him look good, and then fight Khabib. Well, I think this is this is echoing the WWE, which is bad talent management. They don't know how to do what you said, which is pace it correctly. They, they, they get a bunch of stars, and they ring them almost literally to death in some cases. Um, and it leads to this uneven, lumpy kind of performance and, and, and uh, show for the audience. Now, their approach did work. It worked, but didn't work with John Jones. John Jones was the one guy, just feed him anybody. Whoever mm-hmm. the best is you think you have, throw him in there with Jones. But Jones was a fuck up as he's proven. Like, you know. <laughs> you saw him in there, well, he may not pass a drug test or he may 
run into a pregnant lady's car and run away from the scene, you know, <laughs> with did. a bowl in his hand. Yep. Like, he was just, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, that's the I thing, had to right? Him, Duke. Happy anniversary. I had to. Yeah, I knew you had to. I knew you had to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, but that's the thing, right? They they take somebody who is so unstable, and they they built an expectation around that. They build an expectation right. around a guy like Jones that you know. Okay, everybody wants to see this guy chew up and spit out opponents, but he's he's mental. You you can't. It's not sustainable. And then you take other guys who who just can't pull it off physically against younger talent or faster talent or talent that's been out there doing it when they've taken time off. It's all uneven. It's all for the short return. Like, let's throw this big thing together. It may be a disaster. It may be not. But that doesn't work for longevity. I think the WWE is seeing that with a very unimpressive roster that is just sort of depleting itself. Um, and, and, And I think the physicality of UFC makes that more apparent because people do actually get hurt in the ring and have to take significant time off less apparent in the WWE, but I think it's, it's again, it's bad talent management. It's short-term goals versus long-term development, and I think that's why we're getting this lumpy up and down. Sometimes the UFC is great, and there's all these great matches, and there's a great buzz around it, and then it kind of goes away because, well, you have guys getting knocked out in the ring who should have been good, and it, it just nothing makes sense anymore. Here's my thing, Mr. Bad Boy. I always, I always blame millennials. <laughs> it's, it's millennials' fault. Well, we're yeah. we're we're uh, we're packaging the product to fit their attention span. Exactly right. Well, that that doesn't work across the board with everything. Right. In combat sports people need to be built. You yep. need to have a vested interest in this guy. Right. You need to have that. So let's get him a tough fight. Oh, he won that tough fight. Let's maybe match him with this guy here on uh, free TV. <laughs> Right. This guy will fight hard, but we think this other guy will knock him out eventually in a real entertaining fight. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. Right. I don't see anything wrong with that. But there's no building. There's no, oh, let's just next, next toughest guy, next toughest guy, next toughest guy. You don't care if their skills match or make for a good fight or right. not. You're just throwing them in there based on ranking. Well, millennials never that, saw. That's, to, that's to, uh, to pacify the millennials, I believe. Millennials never saw Rocky, right? A, a movie that exemplifies the story over the fight itself. Rocky loses yeah. in the end, but we believe in the character so much, we're, we're all in. We're all in for the spectacle, and it doesn't a matter. A millennial would fast forward <laughs> to, to the, the end and wonder what and happened. They, well, you know, 10 minutes in, hey, when's the fight? Let me right. fast forward. They go to the fight and see, like, oh, God. They yeah. wouldn't watch any of the other ones. That's right. Because he lost the first fight. And they the, wouldn't. That's right. how a millennial would That watch. doesn't make any sense. Why would he lose? Why well, right. doesn't make well, any duh. sense? I'm yeah. wasting my time watching this. <laughs> the Kardashians are on. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to besmirch the Kardashians. It is Duke's favorite show. So, well, and <clears throat> I apologize to all the millennials who are part of our fan base. I do not sanction anything that Reed just said here. I have no problem with any of you. Reed doesn't listening. need your sanctioning. No, in my defense, in my defense, Duke. I mean, I agree. I'm sorry, Duke listeners, <laughs> but I do have a I have a 28 year old daughter. A twenty-year-old daughter and a fifteen-year-old daughter. Oh my so I have god! A little bit of uh, have a little bit of experience. What does that cell phone bill look like? Just you know, rough numbers. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to know. You know. It looks it looks like my uh, the, the, the mileage on my car. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just keeps going up. Reed, right. any any big fights coming up that we should uh, keep an eye on in the next month? Uh, nothing this weekend, but 
So the next big fight will be Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman. That's July 20th. Uh, Earl Spence will be unifying the welterweight title against Sean Porter. That should be sometime in September. But what I really want to talk about is guy fought last weekend. His name is he's uh, he's from Japan. His name is Naoya Inoue. 118-pound guys, N-A-O-Y-A, last name, I-N-O-U-E. I highly encourage anyone listening to YouTube this man and watch his last fight against Emmanuel Rodriguez. He is a destruction machine. His last uh, three or four fights has been like KO3, KO1, KO1, and then his last fight against uh, Rodriguez was a KO2. He's a smaller guy, like, destroying these dudes. If you just want to see good boxing, good strong finishes, technique, all of that, and you don't care about the region or if you're like, oh, I don't want to see these little guys fight. <laughs> if you want to watch a good boxer, I encourage you to check out Mr. Inouye. He He's my favorite fighter to watch right now, bar none. And he's Japanese. I mean, those those are my peeps there. Shout out to all my Japanese folks out there. That's awesome. You don't have any Japanese friends. Well, I, I like to believe I do. So As right. I say on my podcast, my Tomodachi, Naoya Inwe. You know what I'm going to say to uh, Duke after this podcast? Sayonara. <laughs> oh, what That's what I'm going to say. I'm joining the uh, Pugilism uh, podcast as executive oh, producer. Oh, give me a break. Happy 300th show, Duke. You give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> Listen, it, Reed, it, it, that brings up a good point, though. If, if uh, anyone wants to check out some of the stuff you're doing over there with Pugilism, what's the best way that they can uh, have a listen, have a read, or even reach out to you? Uh, best way is to uh, do a search on YouTube for us, Pugilism Company. That's P-U-G-I-L-I-S-M Company on YouTube or on the uh, Internet. It's uh, P-U-G-I-L-I-S-M-C-O dot com. We have articles on the YouTube channel. We have special interest videos. I podcast under the alias Read BBF. BBF. Black Bird Sugar. <laughs> and yeah, we uh we present a hard, rough and tumble sport like boxing with a little bit of a light hearted touch. We respect the game for what it is, but we don't take ourselves as seriously as some of these other podcasters. Do. Like Duke does. I know what you're trying to say in a very <laughs> veiled way. I get that. Hey Duke Duke is a serious journalist. Like I, I <laughs> Wow. Like, We've I come a lot talk about Duke. fake news. All that when I talk to Duke, are you kidding me? <laughs> you hear that? Reed, I, I want to say, Reed, before we let you go, I wouldn't prefer any other guest to come on for our 300th show. You always deliver the goods. Have a good time, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show today. I love you guys. Have you heard of Tony, 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 Duke? Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. He still has the post. Tony, Tony, Tony. Of course. So, okay, let me. Do you know what today is? <laughs> it's your anniversary. Wow. That's all I got. That's though. beautiful. That brought a tear to my eye. I've never serenaded men before <laughs> in my life. God damn it. God damn it. Y'all better appreciate that. Yeah, we shit. do. Like, for real. And we're keeping that for posterity to play for your family later on. That's right. Many years from now. <laughs> At my funeral. Play that. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, love you guys, man. Happy anniversary, fellas. Thank you, sir. You know, it, it's, it amazes me at, at how we can have such a great mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And, You're welcome. And in front of our guests. Mm hmm. Sean Reed, who, who's a legitimate, you know, combat sports analyst and very good at his job, by the way. Sure. I, I mean, I searched far and wide to connect with this guy because of his reputation in the industry. Uh, but, you know, this 
legitimately gets heard by the world. So when you continue to refer to this episode as a 300th episode, mm-hmm. when it's our three-year anniversary, which yeah. means it's episode 156, yeah. you just, you just, you, why are you embarrassing the entire brand by not getting it right? It feels like 300 episodes. But it's not. It feels, it, you know what? It's whatever episode I say it is. No. Why are you putting me in a bad mood here? You we had put, a nice conversation. I, I just can't understand how you don't know what episode it is. What do you mean you can't understand? What's wrong? I with you? hate doing this show with you. Oh my God. How about that? Does that clarify? Give it? me a break. Listen, I'm in a good mood. 300th episode. We're just about done with it and we can go, right? And, no. and 300, that, that's it. That's a good number. It's not 300. It's 150. Did Seinfeld have 300 episodes? I don't think so. No. Right, Cheers. So we're, we're bigger than Seinfeld. Look at that. I, I mean, I mean, the Simpsons have definitely had oh, yeah, way they, more than 300 episodes. Way more than that. Yeah, they probably have like 1,000 episodes yeah. at this point. Um, sure. Yeah, so I think that uh, 300 is a good place for us to stop. Is it? Yeah. And so today is it. we got like another couple years to go if we're going to hit No, 300. this is the 300th this episode. This is not the 300th episode. I'll be the judge of that. Just Do you have anything learn, else you want to talk about today? To count. Well, you know, it's it's interesting, and and, and like we said, folks. Um, in fact, we have a couple of uh, messages, and, and I'm not going to play every message. So we, oh, we we've done that I the last couple not. of years. So who do you have from your cavalcade of circus side shows to to show up on this show today? Well, the young professor uh, was was gracious enough to send us something. I haven't heard it yet, oh, but he was gracious enough to send us something. So let's hear what he has to say. Greetings to Duke and the Boston Bad Boy. This is professional wrestling ring announcer Matt Grafer and my daughter. Morgan. And we just wanted to say congratulations to you guys on three years of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. And thank you for helping me share my speech with Paige. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. And when I say you guys are awesome, I specifically mean Duke and not the Boston Bad Boy. Enjoy, you guys. Congratulations. You know, this guy trying to go for some cheap heat. You know, his email signature says the young professor. Mm-hmm. If you have to say what that is, no one knows who you well, are, he's young professor. Young and he's no professor. one knows. We had him on the show. No one knows who you Don't are, young that. professor. Don't do that. No one knows who Don't you are. Don't embarrass him in front of his daughter. He's you know, a cute what? kid. You know, she did a nice do you remember? Job. Do you remember Gilligan's Island? Yeah. And the professor that could build a coconut radio. He's more of a professor than the young professor. That's not true. And he's a TV fake for professor. But he's not. He's a real professor. No, I don't think so. Oh, listen. Don't the, go, don't try and get cheap heat on my podcast, professor. That's that's ridiculous. There's only one professor giving a lesson here today, and that's me. That's ridiculous. Boston Did Bad you hear Boy. the kid Morgan? Why are you going to do this? That's the her kid's dad. fine. That's you know, her, her father shouldn't be dragging her into this. Well, he didn't drag her into it. She he wanted did. to do it. No. What if it was her idea? It's a kid you know what? You're supposed to teach kids when it's appropriate to 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 talk and not talk. You're unbelievable. The, the kid, the kid gives you a thank you. Don't come on my show and get cheap heat, professor. No, 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 no. All right, so don't there's an education that. for you. Don't do that. You need to understand. I've forgotten more knowledge than the professor has ever that's learned in right. his life. That's not right. You don't embarrass and somebody that's a fact, Jack. in front of the kid. The kid wanted to kid's make a here. nice message. Kid's not here. The kid wanted to make a nice message. You're doing something with yeah, her dad. Get out of here. That's a family experience. And then here you come. You know, the Grinch. Go to Girl You're Scouts. Go then. You want a family experience? She doesn't have to be a Girl Scout. Well, what is wrong with you? I'm saying, don't come on my show and have cheap heat. No, this is what I'm talking about. You know, it's it's been it's been three years of this kind of nonsense. Yeah, three hundred episodes of this nonsense. The kid wants to do something nice, and you got to go over here and talk trash about her, her, her dad, and, and and sit here and embarrass. He's her. talking trash about me. What planet are you on? And you hear what? it? He told the truth. Get the hell out of here. Unbelievable. I'm done with you. Unbelievable. This, you know what? There's not going to be a three hundred and first episode. This is not the three hundredth episode. No. Jeez, you know what? 
folks, thank you for joining us for the past three years, and we'll see if the Boston bad boy makes it out after this, especially after the way he just disrespected the poor little kid there. I didn't disrespect the kid. I disrespected the professor. And if I ever see that professor, right, I'm going to take that little mortarboard hat, the professor, I'm going to break it over his head. Oh, my God. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. 